If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a Midi clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Welcome to This Organized Life. If you're a mom, wife, or coffee lover seeking advice on how to reduce clutter and reclaim time, look no further than your host, Lori Palau, founder of Simply Be Organized and author of Hot Mess, a practical guide to getting organized. For a lot of people, clutter is their dirty little secret, but it doesn't have to be. Each week, we will share practical tips, chat with experts, and provide strategies on how to keep you organized. I hope that by sharing our stories, you feel a little less alone and more empowered to tackle the areas that are holding you back. So let's get started. Hi, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of This Organized Life. I am your host, Laura Palau, and today we are joined by a colleague of mine, Denise Allen. And Denise, to give you a little bit of backstory on her, Denise is a certified professional organizer who started her business, Simplify Experts, in 2007. Like me, who started it in 2009, we are veterans of the industry. And throughout the years, she has helped hundreds of clients declutter, get organized, and really simplify their lives. In addition to many, many certifications and accolades. What I think is super cool is that she has appeared on the first three seasons of the show Hoarders, which is crazy town. And we'll have to just ask her quickly about that. And in her spare time, she enjoys volunteering and adventures in nature with her family. Let's welcome Denise to the show. Hi, Denise. Good morning. Thank you, Lori. I'm, I'm delighted to be here. Just a little bit more about me. I'm, I'm just an active gal, happily married for 26 years uh, and have launched two college grads. So that's, that's kind of exciting. And I have a delightful team that supports me and including myself, there's 10 of us and we specialize in clients that have attention deficit disorder. That's our, our true jam that we really love. That's great. And I'll have to ask you questions offline about the whole college thing. I have one that's about ready to leave for college, which is a whole new 
chapter of our lives. And I've got another one at home with attention deficit disorder. So we have lots mm-hmm. to chat about. <laughs> certainly, certainly. Yes. But one of the things, the reason why I really asked you to be on the show today is because you published a book called Declutter and Thrive uh, last year, right? In, in mm-hmm. 2018, mm-hmm. which congrats, by the way, I know what a big deal that is to, to publish your first book. And what I love about your book is that you specifically identify and talk about six common disorganization types. And so I love how your book is broken down, really dedicating each chapter to talking about each unique type and the qualities. And so I thought our listeners really could digest that because you make it very manageable and realistic. So in your own words, can you just talk a little bit about even how you came up with these different types and you know how you turned all of this information into this book and the strategies that your people use? Oh, absolutely. Thank you. I think an important component to know is that I'm huge into education. So I have a master trainer in chronic disorganization, which is like a five-year education track in uh, people who've been disorganized for a very long period of time to the point that it has a negative effect upon their life on a daily basis. I've seen a lot of different scenarios. And I think, you know, as you talk about life seasons and transitions and things, there can be a lot of challenges. And I wanted to move away from the whole thought process of just, I'm so disorganized, I can never get my stuff together and create a different self-awareness because I think self-knowledge and self-awareness is the first step in impacting change. So I looked at the thousands of clients that my team and I have supported over almost 12 years and thought about what trends am I seeing? And the first uh, trend that I that I saw was kind of the power shopper. People fa- who fall prey to over-purchasing due to boredom, unhappiness, uh, constant messaging from marketing. So 13% of the population um, are what we call compulsive acquirers. And I've done a lot of work with um, Dr. April Benson, who has the Shopaholics No More website. And she's got all these different techniques to help support those people. The funny thing about this is my mother-in-law took took the quiz, which is which will be part of this show link. And she's like, oh, I'm a power shopper. I just bought nine of your books to share with my girlfriends. Um, <laughs> so, well, at least she's giving them away. At least she's not like, keeping them for herself, you know? Exactly. Exactly. So that's that's kind of the first group that we see. And and I, I think that's so easy to fall into. Uh, the second uh, kind of tendency that we saw um, were paper magnets or kind of the paper piler. And I see myself in a little bit of this because I don't like to read a lot online. I like to print things out. I'm very textural. I prefer physical books. Um, I like to turn pages and, and see things. So our clients that aren't opening mail or have a tremendous fear of an audit and keep everything or people who just really like to be the go-to resource for other people and their file cabinets are just super stuffed. Uh, Another stat on this, 23% of the American populations pay their bills late because they can't find them. So we want to be ease those people's lives and really bring down um, kind of the, their, uh, increase their paper flow, um, uh, create some specifics on paper retention and uh, 
create some boundaries on what are true reference materials. And I think this can be super tedious and time consuming for people. This is this is really a great area to get uh, support within our industries, just because you feel like you're going nowhere fast when you look at a ream of paper and that's 500 pieces and that could be 500 decisions, just that size of pile. Um, the third category is the inspired hobbyist. I have clients whose homes could be satellite Michael stores. They're yeah. so yeah, there's uh, their hobbies are starting to take over their life, and and they they can be amazingly skilled at crafts, but there's never enough time, and they just keep getting more in, inspired to um, buy more materials frequently. They aren't feeling completion of a lot of projects. I'd like to really create some some boundaries on that, and what's what's your number of projects to work for, and is your volume too much where you've lost that creative creative spark. Our fourth category is the caregiver, where life in and organization has taken a backseat to care, caregiving. Um, you may have a special needs child or an aging parent. Your spouse may be in a health crisis. Your reserves are pretty tapped out. Everything spent on supporting your loved one there. Your life is starting to fall apart at the seams. So um, there's different areas where we can help build your reserve tank and and maybe streamline a lot of those documents or different things um, and help create some like a phone tree or different things to to give you a little bit more time and control back. The fifth population that that we've seen is the easily distracted. And that those are people who find it difficult to prioritize all that is coming at them. There's just constant distractions breaking their focus all day long. I feel like that's uh, everybody. I feel like I oh, feel absolutely. Like, oh yes, that's me for sure, you know. Um and I'm I think just life with technology probably right. puts a lot of people in that camp for sure. Right. And it, some of us have an attention deficit d- disorder diagnosis and some just feel that the white noise of life is just go getting increasingly louder and feel like their focus is broken all the time. So I think that's just our new struggle, kind of 21st century. Um, But how can we clarify priorities, give you a sense of control, help break down tasks, and then also do some self-care of sleep and higher protein diets and exercise. So, And then how do we just continually help brain dump and get all those little things that are kind of nagging in your head out so that you you just can be more present. And that leads me to our last um, kind of personality type that we focused on, which was the overburdened employee, that disorganization at work is undermining their performance, co-workers dropping by is hindering their focus. They seem to be working later and later into the night and, and feeling like less and less is getting accomplished. And it's becoming harder and harder to disengage from work. So that's another kind of personality that we've identified. First of all, thanks for walking us through that. I think it's super helpful. And I was actually taking notes while while you were chatting about the different types. So I have a few questions. Oh, sure. Okay, so I know you, and I know that you have a quiz also, which we'll link up to in the show notes, right? You have a quiz on your mm-hmm. website where you can, if you're not sure, some of you might be listening going, oh, I'm totally a power shopper, or I'm definitely the easily distracted. But if you're not sure, we're going to link up for, for her quiz as well. But here's my one, qu- my first question is, 
can you identify with more than one type or do you think that people are specifically you know, one type dominant? No, no, no. Um, I think you you can definitely f- fall into a couple of categories. So I see this a little bit like, I know you had Gretchen Rubin before, and, and she talks about her, her, her four types. Mm-hmm. So, and how you can be an obliger tending towards rebel or something, you know. Um, right. So I think, uh, again, we're creating an awareness here of, Wow. Yes, I'm. I'm just. Dis- I'm disorganized. But wow, I really struggle with paper and hobbies. You know. Mm-hmm. So and and that starts clarifying the path and helping you to kind of find areas of where you can get support. So it it it's. I'm I'm doing pretty well in time, and I'm doing pretty well. Main. You know, with meal planning. But boy, these are these are two areas that that are a struggle. How do I get just special support in those? So, are the strategies unique for each one, or is there like crossover between the strategies that you use for people that struggle with more of the physical stuff versus more of the time management priority stuff? Like, how? Tell me a little bit about kind of the method. I I don't need you to get into all the methods. People can read them in the book, mm-hmm. but. Is each one unique or do you, is there stuff that kind of crosses over what you're trying to accomplish? Well, I think we definitely want to start. So I call it my clutter clearing system, Um, you know, kind of a five-step methodology of just bringing down the white noise in your home and, and allowing that space to support you further. And then maybe in the uh, inspired hobbyists were creating kind of a project spreadsheet and in a, an awareness of how many things you've got going and what timelines and things. And so there's kind of, there's specifics in everything in, in each of the categories, but we're going to start with the huge umbrella of just calming your space and, and allowing you so much more control and and simplify routines and rituals within those spaces. Yeah, and I think that's a really relevant point because ultimately it comes down to calming, right? Whether it's mm-hmm. calming your mind because you're all over the place, you know, a lot of this different things that are either burdening you if you are falling more into that caregiver or the easily distracted, or if you need to calm your space because you are literally drowning in paper or shoes or laundry or dishes. So mm-hmm. I think ultimately the common thread is you just need to kind of quiet whatever that it factor is in your life. Yes. And another question that I had, because I think some of them, when I was listening to the different types, kind of fall into like your habits and routines in terms mm-hmm. of, if, you, for example, the power shopper. But somebody like a caregiver could be a, something that's that particular season of your life. Like you might not perpetually be the caregiver, but if you're dealing with an aging parent or somebody that's you know, God forbid, but in an accident or dealing with an illness, that could take over your life for a particular season, but that might not be something that is your everyday norm, the way somebody who struggles with paper may have struggled with paper throughout their life. Is that correct? Right, right. I think that's where we really differentiate between situational disorganization 
and chronic disorganization. Ah, so, I, gotcha. I, I mean, I, I think that's, that's two different things there. If you have somebody who got maybe a, a stage one cancer diagnosis, it was a year and a half of kind of um, some chemo and radiation and, it, you know, horrible, your life was just so hyper-focused at that point. But then all the scans have come back kind of clear and strength is coming back and and feeling like they're on top of that game again, that that you could fall into a situational diagnosis. Chronic diagnosis is where it has a negative effect upon your life on, on a daily basis. You're that person that is spending more than an hour looking for a lost item every day. And it just, um, and I want to, I want to ask you a question about that because I think that's super relevant. But my question is, are people that suffer from chronic disorganization, is it something that you see even when there's not, I would assume I should say that it's something that you see when there's not necessarily a trauma situation where situational is usually a result of something that's going on externally. Is that so, correct or am I, am I not accurate in that? Well, there's a high correlation in chronic disorganization with brain-based conditions. So depression, anxiety, mm-hmm. attention deficit disorder, bipolar di- disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, there's people who uh, lean more towards addictive behaviors. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, kind of your shopaholics could fall into chronic disorganization if mm-hmm. they can't stop the purchasing. And then some people just have never been able to gain um, kind of organizational skills. It wasn't innate to them. Mm-hmm. Just somebody who start, struggles with like executive function. Yeah, it, it can be. Is Right, right. There's a great, if you go to challengingdisorganization.org, there's some great resources there that talk about kind of the causes of chronic disorganization. And it, it just... But yes, it, it could be a, a multitude of things, but a lot of times it it's more than just life transitions. It, it can be, you know, kind of brain-based conditions. Uh, yes, executive function. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, I think it's really very interesting. And I encourage all of you guys to pick up a copy of Denise's book, which is called Declutter and Thrive, Overcoming Six Common Disorganization Types to Reveal Your Best You. And I'll have a link to the book as well as the quiz and all the other areas that Denise mentioned um, on our website and on our podcast page. So don't worry about writing that down. I want to switch gears for a second and I want to talk about you because here on our show, if you've listened, which I know that you have, we always ask our guests, where are the areas that they are thriving as well as the areas where they're struggling? Obviously, even the most organized people struggle. And I've told stories on my show about people walking into my house literally and opening up cabinets to see if I walk the walk. And I'm sure you have you know, similar stories of of the nature. But I know that there's got to be some areas where you feel that you may struggle a little bit. And I'd love for you to just share that with our listeners. My area of struggle, I, I tend to work too much. So always working on the life balance integration. And uh, I'm so I'm happy to say I, I'm just bringing on board an operations manager for my team. And I'm so excited and hopeful uh, for 
um, more free time in my life. I'm just, I'm just giddy, um, with, with the shifts there that, that are soon to happen. Um, and then the area that I, that's kind of my, my very favorite, which people roll their eyes. I love paper organization just because it's so challenging for people. I just, I love to set a very simple, um, easily, easily maintainable, um, for organization. That is so interesting because I would say if I were asked that question, that would obviously, I would think that'd be my least. I'm not saying it's my worst. It's just my least favorite to organize. Like if a client mm-hmm. calls me and they have, you know, spoiler alert, if somebody's like, oh, I could really use help with my home office. Of course I, I can do it, but it's probably my least favorite area to mm-hmm. organize because I don't think it has that external wow factor, but it does probably have one of the greatest impacts. So yes. in that sense, I could absolutely see the reward that you would get from that. Because like you said, and, and we all know the statistics of how much not only physical clutter all that paper takes up, but just the time that we waste looking for stuff that we know we have and that whole retrieval process can get out of the way. So people out there in the Seattle area, if you need your offices organized, you might want to call Denise because she's, that's her jam. (laughs) But again, I just, before we close, I'd love for you to just, again, reiterate the best place for our listeners to find you, connect up with you so that they can, as soon as they're done listening, they can go and, and find out more. Thank you. My website is simplifyexperts.com and we're on Facebook and Instagram at Simplify Experts. The best place to find us. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Denise, for writing this book and giving us another really great, valuable resource to learn a little bit more about our own habits and behaviors and the habits and behaviors of the people that are in our lives. I think that it's super helpful to have those tools and understand a little bit about the why we do things so that we can develop the right action strategies to help us start moving the needle towards uh, that organizational freedom that we're all looking for. So that's it for today's episode of this Organized Life podcast. And if you haven't already joined our Facebook group, please hop on over to Facebook into This Organized Life. You can post your comments and questions and you can even post a comment and question for or Denise, and I'm sure that we will, she'd be happy to answer. Absolutely. And, <laughs> and we will see you all next week. Thanks so much. Take care. Thank you, Lori. Thanks for tuning in. If you like this episode, make sure to click the subscribe button wherever you are listening so that you never miss an episode. And while you're there, go ahead and leave us a review. A special shout out to our amazingly talented podcast producer, Don Jackson of the Raven Media Group for all of his hard work. And finally, if you want to connect with me, visit simplybeorganized.com or find me all over social media at Simply Be Organized. I'll see you next week for another episode of This Organized Life.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.